Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Girlfriend's Guide Podcast. I am your host, Tati J. I'm your host, Ellie. I want to say thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Um, this episode is coming out in March, and March is Women's Month. So this episode is going to dive in on, you know, women and kind of the pressures we have and... So yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. I'm actually really happy about this episode because I think it's a topic that um, we don't talk about too often, especially I feel like in our age group or still of the late 20s. So we'll dive into that a little bit more. But in terms of catch up, we're recording this in January. So <laughs> I don't know in terms of from the last time we recorded if anything else has happened to be honest. Anything for you, Ellie? Guys, if I, you see me pressing the button, <laughs> I just want to make sure not to talk over each other. Um, yes. Nothing new. You know, still grinding. Still mm-hmm. trying to do my best out here, so. We're coming back for y'all on the podcast, y'all. We're recording. <laughs> we're we're recording. doing it. We're trying, to be consistent. trying to be consistent. I want to say a lot of you guys have been like, so, <laughs> what's going on? Even though we did do a live and say we are coming back, it's still been the like, so, where are the episodes? Da, da, da. I'm like, y'all, y'all, I'm going to need y'all to like simmer down a little bit, you know? Let's relax a little bit. Just relax a little bit. It's coming. It's coming. I know you guys miss us on your car rides to work. I get it. Because when my podcast don't drop, I'm like, y'all just interrupted my whole flow. So, what's going on? But by now, you guys have listened to the episode that dropped in February, kind of explaining mentally why we need to take a break, where I was, da-da-da. So I think you guys would understand by the time you hear this episode. But as right now, where you guys haven't heard, y'all on our backs. Thank you. But we're we're coming. We promise. We promise. (laughs) So to dive into this episode, Women's Month. I feel like, and I was just honestly having this conversation with one of my friends, which kind of prompted this, like, oh, this would be a perfect topic. So I feel like being in your late 20s, you are in a stage of, oh my God, everyone's getting married. Everyone's having kids. Oh my God, what about me? But then you're also seeing the stage of, yo, she just bought a house. She just she just graduated with another degree. She just got a promotion at her job. Yo, she just hit six figures, blah, blah, blah. But I personally, at this age group right now, I want to say late 20s to early 30s, I don't see it being a combination. I see it being one or the other. And I think right now, specifically for me, because I did just complete this major accomplishment of passing my boards. I graduated grad school. I'm now certified nurse practitioner. Um, And you know what? Shout out to people who noticed that because I was just telling Ellie yesterday, I went to an event, uh, a birthday party from one of our mutual friends. And then one of our mutuals like, yo, like, I see you. Like, I see you doing big things. And I was like, wait, what are you talking about? Because in my head, I'm like, we haven't done a podcast episode or made a podcast announcement in forever. And I'm just like, I haven't really done anything in Tati's testimonies and whatever. So it's like, what are you talking about? And it's like, I just had posted earlier that month that like I officially passed my boards. And then um, another one of our mutuals like, yo, I see you over here on flyers for poetry because I did an open mic um, in December. And I'm just like, 
Okay, so I am. Like, sometimes you forget who you are and you forget that you're accomplishing things, you know? So, period. Don't forget who you are. This is also why I always recommend have a blessings jar because then when it happens, put it in because sometimes you forget who you are until you see that jar fill up and you read through. You're just like, wow, I really did that. I really am her. So, you know, tip right there. But yeah, so going back to the original topic, I don't really see all of these accomplishments and these two sides of these um, the equation like happening together. So I divided it into like professional and boss mode in terms of career, education, degrees, cars, house, things like that, and personal and more so family, kids, relationship, things like that. And like I said, I think it's because I recently just accomplished such a big, um, I recently achieved such a big accomplishment in that aspect of education and career and professionalism. And I'm in the process now of, well, by March. So if everything goes well, we're recording this in January, but like if everything goes well, by the time you guys heard this episode, I would have already signed a contract for me to work as a pediatric nurse practitioner. Right now it's still in the works. But I'm pretty sure good things are happening. I'm just kind of waiting for that uh, official, official offer. But hopefully by the time you guys hear this, all of that would have been done already. So all of that is good. And I'm just like, yo, thinking about my life at 27, I'm good. I'm set. I'm straight. Like, I'm okay. And then I was just like, oh, wait, there's this other whole part of my life that I still want that I haven't checked anything off of at all. And it's just like, how do I find the balance? And I was literally sitting down and thinking, and I was like with my, and I had to have a serious conversation with God and with myself about what do you want the next five years of your life to look like? And to be honest, I haven't been in a relationship. Like I got out of my relationship at 22 years old and like, That was a real relationship, but that wasn't an adult relationship. So it's like, I have not been in that season of my life since I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of like, what do you want your life to look like? After the breakup, my life was just like, okay, girl, fine. Like I just graduated college. I just passed my boys at that time. You got to find a job as a nurse. You want to work. You know what I mean? Eventually, you know, you want to go back to school. You want to just live your life, do that work, go back to school and be done. I did that. Now, where do I want to go now? And it's like, like I said, my, there's goals. Like I want to buy a house, you know, I want to do this. Do I care about getting a new car? It's whatever. Goldie's still driving. Goldie's going to ride till she can't ride no more. And that's why I'm going to ride her till she can't ride no more. So my next big goal is a house, but that is something that if you listen to our past episode, we kind of talked about there's certain things. Like if you want to move out, if you want to do like, you have to start setting yourself up for that. So I'm in the process of saving. That's something that's a goal that's continually building. So it's kind of like right now, it's a goal that I'm working on by saving for, but there's nothing active I can do towards that in this moment. So it's like, so then what do you want to do with your life? And I'm just kind of like, I want a family. Yeah, I'm ready to start checking that off. And I'm just like, but how do I do that? How do I transition to now the woman who wants the family and kids when you've been the woman who's been on this power hunger mode, degree, job, da 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 da? I don't know how to do that. And it's just well, so crazy. Go ahead. I do want to say 
we all have seasons in our life, right? Mm -hmm. So your focus was Tati needs to get her RN. Tati needs to go back to school and get her um, NP, right? And God knew that was the purpose for you. And God knew that's what you wanted, right? But here you are, your next purpose in life, your next season in life. Your next season is that you want a, you want a family. In the same way that was the next, the, that, that, that's a chapter in your life, is the same way you start focusing on those things and all those things will fall into place. So it's just like, I do agree. I feel like as women, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like as black women, we're, I feel like we're the only one that I see so like, so divided with the professionalism and then you'll see that there's other black woman that has their um their like the future their husband kids right and they're either i don't know stay at homes or there's there's no other other anything else that's driven but then you see the professionalism more driven, they're like in their bag, they're doing this, catching another degree, you know? And I feel like, how is it that black women, we can't have both? Like, we can't do both. Like, why can't I get the degree and then find the husband? And then get the degree, graduate, husband, kids. Why does it have to be, okay, now I'm done with the degree, now I gotta go find a good man, but it's taking me like, seven plus years and it's like i do want to normalize starting a family later in life because that's okay 30 is not old as like oh my god you know like so i do want to normalize that but it's like especially when you say you mentioned black women a lot of the girls in my high school in our college it's the white ones that are have that family aspect already down packed and it's a lot of the black girls are just like, you see the other side of the accomplishments. And I was looking at this TikTok and it was a black girl who girl. said, oh, like, yes, yes, girls go to, white girls are going to college yes. to get their MRS degree, their Mrs. degree. They know what classes to sit into. Granted, am I saying every white girl? No. Am I saying white girls are not driven? No, none of that. But there's a difference because... Why is it I'm not seeing any of my black friends accomplishing their personal goals? And then we're seeing only the white ones doing it at this age. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is the black woman in hustle culture is way different than white women in hustle culture. I don't even think white women have hustle culture. I feel like once black women, we graduate, it's like, okay, let's go find a job. Let's make sure that we can support for ourselves, right? Where black, white women, some of them, they graduate, they already moving in with their boyfriend. Now it's just like both of them, it's either one person's getting the bag, the other person's just like, okay, let me get a good job. But one person's either making the money and they're relying on the other person. Where for us... I feel like we always have to make sure that we're good and that we're not depending. I never met, a. have heard a lot of, um, I've seen just on social media, a lot of people that I graduated with that were white that moved in with their boyfriend after graduation. I'm like, how? After $20 we're making? 
And I'm just like, me, I wouldn't even feel so safe and secure yet to move in with somebody with just making nineteen twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. And I'm just it like so... Go ahead. I feel like us we do work, we do hustle to make sure because black women, it's like, okay, we're done with our bachelor. Bachelor can't do anything for us, baby. Masters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Masters on to the next thing. I for a good while, like after I graduated, I was so focused on school. Like yeah. I knew I had to finish getting my bachelor's, it's masters. To be honest, if a guy came along, yeah, I would be happy. But am I really going to invest my time to really focus on finding a man? I knew that I knew the future I wanted for myself. I knew I wanted to take care of myself. I knew that I wanted to move out and live on my own before I have a husband. How am I going to do that? Is he going to pay my rent while he's living in his place? I knew I had to get a real good paying job in order for me to do that where I am now. You know what I think? I think, unfortunately, unfortunately, as black women, we do not have the privilege to depend on black men the way white women have the privilege to depend on white men. And when you don't have that privilege and you have to build yourself up. Wait, wait, wait. Tati, you cannot just drop that like that. It's have the some truth. Black men. Girl, you just dropped it too. Yeah, <laughs> We got many going here. You gotta be gentle I, with it. When we I, talk about this, it's not every. It's not okay. every single one. Coming at us, okay? We have a lot of guys that be coming at. Oh, it's not every guy. It's not. So we gotta be. We gotta be more specific. It's not a lot of men. But I think at this point, at the same time, like if y'all are that dumb to think that we think every single man in the world is the same, y'all too dumb to listen to this but, podcast. But I do want to say something. A white man leaving college and a black man leaving college, baby, it's not the same thing. I remember when I was still in college and there was a guy at that time that I liked. And the plan was that he was supposed to take me out on a date. Mm-hmm. And he was a punk. He was like, hey, I'm, I'm broke right now. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yo, but in my head, I'm like, how you broke? In my head, I'm like, how you broke if you just finished college? Like, you should have a yeah. job. Now that I'm out of college, I'm like, now that I finished college and, you know, started work, I can understand how he didn't have enough funds. But a white man leaving college is not the same as a black man leaving college, where a white man is going back to Tim and Kathy, his parents, who have mutual funds, who have all this, who can end up buying him, who can end up supporting him for the next six months, where the pressure of a black man living at home, where his parents who... He's probably first generation. His parents who, you know, are working paycheck to paycheck. He was the one that had to pay for his college. So when he's done with college, he doesn't have extra funds to rely on. Where a white white boy that was in college had extra funds. So it's just like, I know we can't depend on them because they don't have enough. And that was going to be my next point. It's not because we, multiple reasons why, but, and I know when people hear me say black women can't depend on black men the same way a white woman can depend on white men, they're going to be like, oh my God, black man slander. But let me, let me finish. Let me finish. (laughs) Minus the fuckery. Mm. I'm going to call out black. I mean, granted white men do fuckery too, but I don't date them. So, and I don't want one. So minus the fuckery that black men do, not all, 
but the cheating, the gaslighting, the manipulation, minus all of that, right? Minus all of that. But to Ellie's extent, we can't depend on you because where are you guys in a jail, in a system that was created to keep black men down? Now you got niggas in jail for selling weed and, and I, I don't know the grams and ounces. I don't know the least amount, but they're in jail for 20 years and we got Brittany Griner. Yes, she came home. Great. But it's like, y'all still in jail. Like, you know, you're in your in a position yeah. where you're meant to be caught and caged. And unfortunately, a lot of you guys have been caught in cage. You're in a position, like Ellie said, your parents are working paycheck to paycheck. So the minute you graduated high school, there was no college. It was go find a job. And mm-hmm. no disrespect to anyone that who doesn't have a degree, but also respect the sisters who were able to get a degree and require that as one of their requirements as well. That is okay. I also do not like the pressure of black women being forced to quote unquote settle and get a man without a degree. And the only reason I'm saying it's settling is not because he doesn't have a degree it's because that's not what she desires so now she has to alter her desires to fit your ego and that is not fair like i said this is not downplaying anyone who wants a degree but do not downplay the ones who got it and want someone who has that as well because everyone has their preferences and choices but i also feel like because society has made it so hard for black men to come up and it's harder to find black men with a degree it's harder to find this we're expected to settle because society has put you guys in an unfair position hello we are also in an unfair position the same way you guys are clawing yourselves up to do something so are we so we should not have to be forced to lower our standards because unfortunately society has forced you guys to stay at a playing field and it's hard for you guys to get up that is not our fault Stop expecting black women to change because society keeps you guys in a chokehold. That is unfair completely. But that does not mean I have to change what I want because of that. Just that was my little rant. I think black women understand what they have to do in this system. We understand that Black women are the most educated women in this world. And to be honest, I know that I have to get another degree, especially in my studies and especially in my field, in order for me to reach the bracket that I want to reach, in order for me to, all right, I deserve a raise because, you know, I knew that I had to get another degree. And the reason why we keep chasing degrees and keep chasing degrees because it allows us to get into certain rooms that we know that we were allowed to. Where, to be honest, I have a master's degree. There's white girls in there that have bachelor's degree. I don't know how much they're making, but they're probably making the same as me. But I've always, I remember someone said to me, always, always make sure that you have a higher education than the white woman that's in the room. Because it's going to be easier for her to get into the room compared to you. At least for you, they look at her. Okay, she has a master's. Let her, let, let's allow her in. Compared to a white woman, a bachelor's will be well enough. Most of the, most of the women in my field mostly just have a bachelor's. But I knew a bachelor's was not going to cut it for me. I knew that in order for me to be in the rooms and have the respect that I know that I deserve, I need to walk around and be like, yeah, I do have a master's. So what? And I feel like black, black women, black men, they haven't figured out, some of them, 
some of them have have figured out they realize that you know it is hustle culture for them they have to find that side hustle that can allow them to beat the system because to be honest if it's not an engineer or a doctor or certain fields for black men the the price their salaries ain't salary and here you are a black woman who's um, a clinical therapist who is in the field of public health and who works in research, who's making 90 to 100, 100K, and then you have a man that is making 40K. I'm not saying this to hurt anybody, but I'm just saying we we going to need they're going there needs to be a little extra somewhere. So what else can you do to get there? I think black women realize in order for me to get where I need to get, I need to do another 4 years, 3 years. I need to pay an extra 40k after I graduate with my bachelor's. I had to pay 41k. I remember that cuz that came out of my pocket. I had to save like crazy to pay 41k for my masters. But I knew that it could get me to where I am now. So for black men, I'm saying what do you ha- what can you do to get you to where you want to be and for i think a lot of them are realizing it's like you got to find what's your side hustle you got to find what else that you can do to beat the system and i think it's also like cuz you mentioned how you know okay like yeah we graduated from college let's move in together i remember my ex was talking about one of the plans could be like okay you're graduated once you start working da, 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 we could do that and i was like nigga what no, because like I got to go back to school. I got to do this. I got to build myself up before we can come together. You know what I mean? Well, me and I feel. Let me ask you this, and you can answer, and you might not answer. Do you feel like you could have depended on him? No, because you no. you're gonna go back to school, honey. So you can't work. Like the way you depend on your mom to know that you know you're gonna have a house, you're gonna have electricity. You're going to have food. Do you feel like you could have depended on him then? I wouldn't be a nurse practitioner if I moved in. And also, do you feel like, also, he doesn't, he didn't have people. He didn't have support. Mm -hmm. Like, do you feel like he had support to back him up? God forbid, y'all both couldn't take care of yourself. No. And I think I had a support team. And it's like, why would I leave my support team to go to no support team? I don't think we could have supported each other the way we needed it to be, you know? Mm -hmm. So... And then it's like, you have to sacrifice. And that's the thing that I feel like it, it leads to. You have to sacrifice. Granted, we weren't meant to be or anything. But what if this was supposed to be my husband? You know, like, we sometimes we have to sacrifice the personal to build ourselves. And it's like, I just feel like no one else has to do that. And no like, and I'm telling you, dating, every reason we just listed for dating as a black woman is why dating as a black woman is harder than dating as any other race because we have things beyond our control that are literally setting us up for failure. Mm-hmm. We have it. I want a man who is accomplished. I want a man mm-hmm. with a degree or I want a man who is successful in his career, successful in his field. I want all of this. These men aren't being set up to achieve these things. Some of it their fault, some of it not. And like I said, but why do I, because I know this, I'm expected to change the trajectory of where I want my life to be in order to get 
a man. Like, then now I'm going to resent you? For me? Now I'm going to have kids with you, and now I'm stuck with you, and now I'm looking back at my life like, damn, I did not... And that's especially after me failing my boards and going through what I went through and passing them. I did not go through all of this to be unhappy. I did not go through all of this to not be able to take the family vacations I want because... My man is feeling insecure because he can't afford his... I did not, did not do all of that to I settle. Know, I know during marriage, I say, to, to richer, to poorer, to richer, to poorer, poor to richer. Um, but listen, long time ago, I had a little talk with God. And I said, God, this is where I want to be in my life. I am going to do whatever it takes for me to make sure that I am set. And when I get into my relationship, I am okay with my partner. I knew that the struggle bus is not for me. I worked hard enough to get where I am right now. Like I work hard. I like a specific lifestyle. I, I'm really not, when I say I like a specific lifestyle, Tati can agree. I'm not the, we're both not, high expensive type of no but i like to know that i'm stable and i'm okay i cannot i already knew i cannot date a guy that i didn't feel was stable until then until i found him i'm going to stay in my bag i'm going to focus on my education until he comes along if you come along you have no education for me and i feel like you don't have a stable job, it was not going to work out. Respectfully. It was not going to work out. And the thing is, even with me at 27 years old, some of my requirements I feel like are, what? That's a requirement? That should already be a given without even saying, but nowadays you got to say it. It's like, at this age, I mean, I feel like you should have a car. If you don't, explain to me why. Are you, Did you just sell it because you're in your last semester of grad school and you had to make that sacrifice of this is my tuition money i understand that that it has to make sense it has to make sense do you not have a car and you're not saving for one either do you not have a plan on when you want one do you not have a car not saving but yet want a mercedes when you can just go to the auction yard and get you a 2200 but that doesn't fit your image like, what are we doing? Do you need to have your own place? No. Why? Because I don't have my own place. So I can't be picky. Would it be nice? Yes. But now once I have my own place, is that requirement going to change? I require what I have. I require what I can give. And a lot of these men who get mad at your requirements is because they themselves cannot meet them. And that is a you problem. That is not a me problem. And do not project, baby, because I will hurt your feelings. And I will not hurt your feelings by calling you broke. I will hurt your feelings by you being so insecure that you cannot touch a woman like me. Don't play me. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. I worked so hard. I will continue. That's why I couldn't just see myself with somebody that just didn't have a purpose or have a plan for himself. I worked hard, baby, to get where I am. I, I climbed the ladder to reach where I am. Like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Not for me not to have some stability. God forbid something happens to me. I know that 
If I was to lose my job, I know that I could depend on you. If you were to lose your job, I want you to know you can depend on me too. But not me not feeling the security in this relationship, knowing that you can't take care of us. Because let's talk about, okay, let's really talk about it. Love is not enough. It's not. Because let's really talk about it. If I'm over here making 115K, you're making 40K. You lose your job. Okay. Okay. We can make it work. You know, we can we can make it work. I lose my job. There's no making it work. Because you're only making 40K and I was making the 115. Maybe. Finance. Finance. We can't, at that point, we can't depend on each other. If I'm making 115K, maybe that 40K you're making, that's going into our savings. Maybe I'm paying, I'm paying the bills, I'm paying the house. At this point, we are. That 115 is we. That 40K is we, but that's going somewhere. That's going into the savings. That's going through insurance. That's going through something because I, it can still cover something. But no, that, that 115 can still cover us. But that's what I'm saying. So it's like you guys have to have some type of balance in every aspect. Because realistically, if I, me losing my job shouldn't tank us. And it will if you're only making that 40. And for the men who are offended, say it goes vice versa. I'm speaking in this in general. I'm speaking this in partnership. You guys got to think about how this really going to work. Because the, the we've learned a recession is clearly coming. A recession is clearly coming. And we've learned from COVID, life can literally pause and everyone loses their jobs. Realistically, yeah. when there's such a big difference in money, how can you really depend on your partner if something happens to yourself? You always, you always have to both be moving up. Because my concern is... At this age, my my whole hand in my face. At this grown age, if you have an education, I'm sorry if I'm hurting someone because to think about where I started in life when I started college and how I worked myself, how I worked my way up, how are you only, I'm sorry if I'm hurting someone. I'm sorry for, you know, how are you only making 40k no for real like if i if i met someone depending on if you graduated the same time as me depending on your field too but i'm just saying like am i wrong for saying that there's no education there was no degree obtained in that and to me in that instance and you know what you do you need a degree to make money no but i hate what this generation is doing i okay I love the aspect influencer. I love all of that. Make, sis, I want to make money from it too. Support Tati's testimonies, y'all. Make your money. Make your money. But do not discredit what a degree can do for you. Do not discredit what a degree can do. And I feel like, especially some of these men, not all, and not even just men, social media in this life is downgrading a degree. Baby, I worked hard for that. That shit was expensive. And because of that little paper you're downgrading, I'm able to make X amount. Mm -hmm. So in a situation with the 40K, in my opinion, they probably don't have a degree. They're probably just... 
I'm they're working me. in a field without a degree, which is great. Like I said, you don't need a degree to make money. But when I tell you I want my man to have a degree because I know a degree can open certain financial doors, don't don't be mad at that. Because my degree opened certain financial doors. And I know a degree, if you have a degree and you come to me as, you know, you're pursuing me, and you tell me that you are making 40K, I'm going to be like, well, how can we get it to 80K, honey? I'm going to give you... I'm not saying I'm going to give you a chance, but I am a woman of working towards goal. I am a hundred percent. So honey, you're at 40 K it's possible. How can you get to 60? Your salary should be going up 20 K yearly. How can we get you up to 60? How can we get you up to 80? Cause. K. Literally. What am I going to do in this? What, is that? what am I going to do? Cause I'm sorry. But then if someone listening to this feels hurt, I say that if that's our preference. And also, I just also want to say me and Ellie are saying this in a, in a place of privilege. We are, no, we grew up with parents I, who paid for our school. We grew up with parents who worked paycheck to paycheck to give I, us life. But we let, let that. I remember there was a point making at least 40k i remember start right off college absolutely but that's not where i stayed baby if someone tells me right fresh out of college they're making that i'm like okay but what's your next plan because you can't survive off that not in especially not in boston not especially not in this economy do you see how much eggs are do you see how much milk is and the only reason I was able to even survive off that is because I lived at home. And with my exactly. 40K, I was paying, I was paying like my bills and being able to save for grad school. Mm-hmm. And that's that the for, thing. I made it work for myself. We had that privilege. And we're good. Not everyone has the home that they can do that. A lot of people have bills that, you know, they have to pay. So education versus livelihood. I get it. Everyone's scenario is different. So this is not bashing everyone's scenario, but this is also telling me, this is also me telling you what I would like. Like, this mm-hmm. is, this is just what I would want. And that's just that. So back to, so back to the real conversation of, yeah. So my professional life, I'm done. I'm good personal finding this man this husband to have these three children um <laughs> yeah let's pray for me y'all it's hard so then back it's to the little bit of hmm? it's very what dirty in these i said it's very dirty in these streets that's what i was about to say back to the whole fuckery of it now back to the toxic side of this episode we already talked about yet yeah, the jail systems and black you know, systemic oppression and all that what makes it hard for us to find a man. The men that are left, the men who are not in jail, the men who are professionally established and financially established, y'all doing fuck nigga shit. Mm. One thing niggas gonna do is nigging. Y'all nigging harder than I've ever seen y'all nigg before. And it hurts my feelings. It's a pandemic. It really hurts my feelings. Because I'm supposed to choose out of y'all. <laughs> like this is this is what I have less to choose from. Granted, like disclaimer, not every man, I get it, not every man, but this is what I have left to choose from. This is it. 
This is it. I was literally talking to Tati this morning. I was like, if I was still single, I would I would accept singleness. That this is my life, my singleness. I would accept because what I'm bringing the term bring to the table. What I bring to the table, baby, it's not for everybody. And what someone here is an STD. Yes, someone good, somebody's son, somebody's good and faithful, respectful son deserves that and y'all don't deserve a lot of these good women out here too good too and i don't good have time like oh mm-hmm. and it's like it really comes down to like i worked way too hard to let you play in my face mm-hmm. way too hard it's sad because a lot of these women all they want to do at this point after accomplishing so much to find a good man it's to find a good man and build a life but here we are here we are here we are and back in early in the conversation when I was just like I feel like you know I had to sacrifice my personal for my professional to establish myself I was like when I was interviewing for this job I told myself months before I even graduated I'm like yo it's time to like you know you want this husband you want this thing how how does that realistically work for you and I was just like I can't work full-time I haven't worked full-time since September 2021 because I had to do clinicals for two semesters and then they gave away my full-time position during that so I was only working 20 hours a week then you know summer happened girl I got my 20 hours. I'm living life. It's summertime. I'm celebrating. I graduated. Then it was time to study. Studied. Can't study. I have the privilege of my mom understanding me, my mom paying for me, my mom loving me enough to do that where I'm studying. I'm not working Monday through Friday. I got to study for this test. Didn't pass. Had to start that again. I'm finally in a position now I can work full time if I want to. Pick up extra shifts, which I'm doing because, you know, I, I have a trip coming up. That's really what it is, baby. It's the trip. That's already seeing my face more. But now I'm able to do that. And I was just like, okay, this position is a full-time position, which means 40 hours. And in my field and in my specific job I'm interviewing for, that would mean roughly seeing, I want to say... 70 to 90, 95, maybe 100 on a crazy week, patients a week. That's Mm -hmm. like lab work, notes, all of that I have to do per patient. A lot of these patients that we see, Haitian, just come into the country, immigrant, a lot of work needs to be done. And I know that. And I realistically, I sat with myself and I was like, honestly, can you see yourself doing this Monday through Friday, only having two days off, and being able to function in every other aspect of your life. And I was like, no, I couldn't do that. So when we talked about the position, they offered me three days in the clinic and two days working hybrid at a school that I did clinical at, which I would love. And then it turns out they couldn't offer me that anymore. So then it would be fully at the clinic. And I'm like, no. And I had to really talk to myself. It's like, You have the power to negotiate and you have the power to set up this next phase of your life in a way that's conducive to what you want to achieve. And I, me, 
through therapy, I'm people pleasing. I don't speak up for myself a lot. I'm just kind of like, okay, like if that's what you need me to do, I'm going to do it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm really working on speaking up for myself, even though that makes me uncomfortable and even though that may make someone else uncomfortable. And I reached out to the director that was doing the interview process. We already had the interview. And I reached out, I was like, hey, would love to take 15 minutes to read, to talk about this position once again and what it would look like. And I told her at this point, you know, I would love to work here. The position sounds great. I think I would be a great fit. But I think it would be um, 32 hours is something that I'm looking for. And she agreed. And I was just like, okay, it just took me stepping up to actually say something. But I made that decision, like I said, knowing that if I truly want to dedicate this season of my life and finding the right one, meaning I have to go through a lot of wrong ones, I have to go on the dates, I have to get ready, I have to go through the disappointments, I have to go through the tears, like I have to go through all of that. I need to give myself space to go through all of that because especially as black women, we hear all the time, you guys are so career driven, you guys, but you guys don't care for your man. You guys don't care for yourself. You guys let that other ball drop. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to let that other ball drop. I don't want to forget about my life outside of work. I don't want my work to be my life. I want my work to be a piece of my life. Oh, I love that for you. That's thank amazing. You, thank you. I think I wish, I wish I heard a lot of more women say, "Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, my professional aspect and goals are complete for now. I want to focus on finding, you know, my husband." I think we're afraid to like actually use the term "my husband," and your words are very powerful because I remember when I was finally like, "Okay, I'm ready." I'm ready now, God. I want to find my man. And let me tell you, once you say that, you got to be ready. You got to be ready. You got to be ready. So you don't got to get ready. And I remember once I literally had said, okay, I'm ready to find my husband. My boyfriend came into my life. So it's just like, well, he's not my husband yet. But, you know, it's okay to manifest a little bit. (laughs) You know? So, yeah, I think more I wish more women... um, we, you know, had to say that. I think we're embarrassed to. You know, I was just gonna that. say that. Why are we embarrassed? Because I for a while, I never was like, oh, I want to find my husband. To me, it sounds silly. I don't know why it sounds silly. It's even saying that. I ain't gonna hold you. And then here comes. Uh, yeah. Niggas be embarrassing. Niggas be it embarrassing. Is. But it's like. They embarrass you. Know you. So, you know what's so scary about it is that education. Going after that education is much easier than actually focusing on finding the right man. Oh my gosh. Because it takes a whew, it takes a lot of trials and tribulations, man, to like actually find a really good guy. And that means that at least you know with your education, it's gonna be some tough nights. There's gonna be some nights crying, there's gonna be some nights not passing the test. It messes with you emotionally, but man, like, you know, finding a guy, investing in him and finding that he's not a good guy and letting go has to be really tough. And then going through that cycle over and over Mm -hmm. again, it's not mentally, physically, emotionally, it's exhausting. You know why going after an education is easier than going after love? Because you signed up to do it and you're guaranteed 
You're yeah. guaranteed a positive outcome. You're guaranteed a degree. You're guaranteed that degree is mo- most of the cases is going to open doors for you to get a good job, which is going to get you money. You put that effort in a man that is not the right one. Ooh. Me and I was just talking about this. The way a man can ruin mm. your life. And I don't mean it in a sense of, oh, yeah, because y'all just saying that because he cheated on you? Because he, like, what? Because he didn't have me, beats you? Like, the mental and emotional impact that a human being that you love and care for and invest in can have on you when they do you wrong or even when they don't do you wrong and it just doesn't work out is not anything you sign up for. It's not anything you can prepare for. When you're taking a test, you can prepare for that test. You study, you prepare, you take it and you pass. That's it. Like there's a formula to that. There's no formula to relationship. There's no, there's no guaranteed outcome. You are trusting another human to love you enough to factor you into their daily decisions when some of these humans don't even factor themselves or love themselves enough to do that. So now I'm trusting you to love me enough when you don't even love yourself enough. How? It's it's hard. That's why I would pick over and over and over again on getting a PhD, going to medical school, then actually allowing myself to put my heart out there, knowing that I can get hurt. Hmm. I told her, I'm like, if this relationship don't work out, this one right here, this one right here, this is it. We single for life. Like, life. I know. I will, I can't allow hurt. I can't, I, I cannot, I can I can't do it. I can't do it. And it's just like, a lot of women are really putting, they have this life, they have this amazing professional life, and here they are with their personal life on finding a man. It's just like, we can't get it right. They can't get it right. And they deserve, like all the women that I'm possibly thinking of, they deserve amazing men. Mm-hmm. They do. And I, and half the guys I've seen some of my friends get with or be with, it's just like, this is what's outside, God. God don't. And devil's advocate. I don't think this is what God is providing. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think God's providing this. I feel like, and literally we just admitted it. It's scary. We're scared. And it's like, I, I, a lot of men say that you let that last one mess up a good one. In, in terms of the next, because you're not, oh, and you are, you guys are right. You guys are right. You guys are right. And a lot of women, unfortunately, do not heal from those situations and carry that into a next situation. And that's on us women. We need to be more accountable. We need to be more accountable and also understanding that sometimes we allow ourselves to be in these bad positions because it's comfortable. It's comfortable to be in a bad place. And sometimes we always, we always put together uncomfortability with pain and bad. And it's like sometimes uncomfortability could be the best place you're in because it's it's somewhere safe. It's somewhere peace. Comfort does not always equal safety. No. And I think we always put those two together. So we stay in situations that are a lot 
a lot longer than we should have. And then now a good guy comes and it's uncomfortable because we're not used to that good guy. We're not used to that. So that's uncomfortable. And we always put together uncomfortability with lack of safety, uncomfortability with being bad. And it's like, yeah. sis, sit in that uncomfortability and realize why you're uncomfortable because you've never experienced something so good. Yeah. Like it is okay. And we need to take that, which is also this, we need a therapy thing to sponsor us because the way we're pushing therapy, because you have to work on yourself in order to even get to that record. The only reason I can talk like this is because I'm, I'm in therapy and I've unlocked these things and I've, and I've unleashed these things from my old relationship that I don't want to bring into my new relationship. And it's just like, you have to do the work on yourselves. And when I tell you being bitter forever doesn't hurt anyone but you. It's not it. It doesn't hurt anyone but you. It's not it. I remember when I I remember when I got into my current relationship, I had to tell myself that I had to really put the past behind. Because if you don't put the past behind, you'll find it in your current situation. Even while you're getting to know the person, you're like, mm. like you'll find things, suspicious things that you found in your previous situation. You'll be like, mm. but then that's not allowing yourself to fully. It was me taking a chance again of getting hurt. hundred percent. I took that chance, but I really was like, God, this one, it gotta be it. Cause I literally put my all like, if I had taken the hurt that I had felt like months before and bought it into the relationship I am now, it wouldn't have worked 100%. Because I would have been an angry, bitter, um, what you, like, not the girl that I wanted to be, 100%. But I really allowed myself to like, all right, let me get a, a, like, a, a new slate completely, Ellie. We're going to completely Feel this out. Try to forget. Try. Try to forget what you went through. And let's really fill this out and give this guy a chance. And that's what I had to do. Because if you let the hurt build up and you really allow the hurt to enter into situations that you try to, like, you know, actually build a real relationship in, it's going to impact you. It's going to affect you so much. You really have to really put the past behind. And be like, all right, this one, I'm really going to try and not let any of my past really impact me or really affect the situation. It's it's one of the hardest decisions because in the back of your head, you're like, okay, this one gonna hurt me again. But you just gotta really be like, okay, what about if it is end up good? That's what you gotta really tell yourself. It's like a mind over... Like, mine over, I don't know. You got to control it. You got to be like, okay, things can turn out good. Things will be good. You got to tell yourself. Because one thing, your heart can control you. Your heart can be like, oh, things are going to be bad. Your anxiety starts building up. He's going to hurt you again. But you really got to control it and be like, things are going to be okay. Things are going to work out. And just hope for the best. It's a scary thing. It is. One thing that I feel like for me personally, I've noticed, and I think maybe more people's in a real who are religious could possibly relate to this more is that I am on and only my close friends know this. I'm on a personal journey with God with this husband situation. Maybe we got maybe. we got a timeline, we got written out prayers, we have things going on with this. 
And if y'all know me, I love TV. I love TV. I love watching TV shows. I love ratchet watching ratchet TV shows. Like I love all of that. And I'm gonna watch it all. I'm gonna watch it all. One thing I cannot watch is Blueface and Krishan. I can't watch their show. I can't watch their interviews. If I see it on the shade room, I'm just like, I literally was just like, what the fuck is this shit? And typically I would watch stuff like that, like no problem. And I just feel like it is such an example of a horrible, toxic relationship that because I am on this personal journey with God, I can't even fill my head with something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't. And it's just kind of like, and I feel like a lot of people don't understand that already we're hearing stories from our friends. Already we're traumatized. We, we have PTSD through situations we see and situations we know our friends have been through. So already my guard is up based off my own personal history my guard is up based on my friend's history my guard is up based off of what i see on social media going on relationships and it's like we don't have any good examples and i think as women we go into the relationship so much with it's okay to have a guard up but already expecting such a negative experience because that's all we're surrounding ourselves with versus imagine how different we would enter these relationships if we only heard good if we only saw marriages that last if we only saw tv shows that showed yes real life marriages that do have drama but it's not this christian and blue it's not what this is imagine how much impact that would have and in our last episode when we were talking about black history month and in the man who lost his life and how we're becoming so numb to these shootings and it's just like and it and then when we do see it it brings our environment down and how we're now we're in front of cops i've never had a situation where a cop has pulled a gun on me or where i felt like you know my life was almost taken but guarantee when i get pulled over by cops the last two times i ever got pulled over by a cop in the past five six years i was like oh my god i might die that's not based on my experience that's based on the experiences i've seen and i've consumed around me So that's why I'm going into that situation with already so nervous. So of course, if I'm seeing and hearing all these negative relationships, I'm going into it with that energy. I'm going into it expecting it to have a negative outcome because that's all I see, that we're human. That's what our bodies do. And I just feel like we really got to start, when you're on a mission to accomplish certain things, you really have to start surrounding yourselves with what you really want. And that's why I really feel like I can't, I hate them so much as a couple. Like, I can't watch them. And I'm like, Tati, this is not you. You love the messy shit. You love watching things like this. And I really feel like because I'm on this journey, it's like, I can't, I can't be, I can't control what my friends go through. You know, like shit happens. I'm going to be there for them. But what I can control on the outside of seeing this negative toxicity in these relationships and I know it's going to impact me, I can't. Mm-hmm. So y'all really need to take a moment to really look at your environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember um, I remember back when we used to um, be around certain, certain guys, and they used to tell us, oh, like, you know, oh, this is crazy that this is what you wanted a guy. A guy's always going to cheat. A guy's always going to do this. It doesn't matter what you do. And it was like, all that they were pouring into us and saying, man, I used to go home. On my drive home, like, what? 
there's no way. I would, I would, there was no hope for me. I was like, there's no way I can find a guy because if these guys out here are saying there's, there's no possible way I can find a good guy, these good guys don't exist. And they know about themselves. They know what they do. And I know what they do. So I'm like, if they're saying that, then I guess it's true. I guess there's not really good guys out there for me. It's like, I'm telling them like, oh, like I'm not allowing a guy to cheat on me. And they're like, well, it's going to happen. What? That's what you're feeding my soul? That's not good for my soul. So I just had to be like, all right, let me start seeing you guys once in a while. It's a good, I love, I love that group of guy, group of guys. They're amazing. Love them hundred percent. But when they were saying things like that to us, I just felt like I had to pull back because I did not want to feed my soul with that. I want to be told that, yes, Ellie, you can find an amazing black man out there that is going to respect you, that is going to be loyal, that is going to treat you well, treat you great, and that can take care of you and provide you with the security that you need. And yes, there are guys out there that are bad, but know that there are a, there is a guy out there for you, and I hope that you find it. That's what I, I want to hear. That's what you deserve to hear. That's what I deserve, because at least you look at me and tell me, I think someone told, um, shout out to Eddie. I remember Eddie was like, you guys are amazing girls. I remember he said that to us. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of, I know that. <laughs> I know that. But for you to see that is yes. And I know that for him, I know that he would want me to find a great guy. You know what I mean? He would want you to find a great guy. If you're my friend, if you're my guy friend, I want you to be at least like, yeah, there's really bad guys out there, but I want you to find a great one. And there is someone out there for you. That's great. That deserves it. Yep. Because I remember when we would be in those situations, I would call Elio. First of all, we'd be in those situations. You know what I'm playing? I'm playing SZA. I'm playing her. I'm playing the songs that got me through my breakup because why am I sad right now? Then I'm calling Ellie like, Ellie. Like, we had, like, a serious conversation about this. Like, yo, like, when we interact with them and they say, like, how do you feel when you go home? Like, because I'm like, am I crazy that I'm letting this get to me, you know? And I think also because when you've been through some shit in relationships and you get to a point where you're healed or healing, because healing is a forever journey, but you get to that breaking point where you are no longer negative and don't no longer have a negative outlook on relationships and you have hope to find something good and you get to that point it took you forever to get to that point then you're hearing these people say the complete opposite and it's like bro you are dismantling everything I worked so hard for because you don't know the amount of days I stayed in bed not eating and crying and all of this so for me to even get to this mindset was a fight and you're discrediting my battle and we're not gonna do that so then I never, me and Ellie literally had a serious conversation. Like, yo, like, how do you feel? Like, I don't feel good. Like, I literally feel sad. I feel stupid. I feel like I'm wasting my time. I feel this and that. And then we had to make that decision. Like, yo, like, it was a situation where we were around these people multiple times a month. And we were just kind of like, we got to cut it. We got to cut it down. Like Ellie said, love them. Love them. They're just different life, different experiences, different aspects they want for their own future that doesn't align with ours which is great because it's not like we're trying to be their partners but it's like I can't be around that negative energy 
and still expect myself to find what I want. Yeah. And you just got to make those decisions. And what you said right there is that to get that hope back after you've been hurt takes a lot. Hope is literally what a lot of girls are losing. Hope that after they go through something, that there is hope that there's actually a great guy out there for them. And to have that ounce of hope is a lot. And that's what I had. I had hope. I'm like, God, there's no way I'm this good, this fly. I know how to treat. I know that I'm going to treat a man great. I know that for sure. There's no way I know this about myself. And there's no way you're not going to send me a great guy. There's no way. Like, you better get it together and, like, send me my man because there's no way. There's absolutely no And I had that hope. I had that hope I was going to find. Um, I was going to find a great guy. And I remember I was talking to my cousin, Perlanta, and I was just like, yeah, it's kind of funny to to actually pray for a husband. I think it's – or pray for a good guy. I don't know. It's weird. God, um, can you please send me a great – like, I never prayed for men. You know, they're available. <laughs> but to pray for a great guy, to actually find a great guy, yeah, you got to pray for that. You got to pray for that. And I remember she's like, you know yourself. You know when you pray for something, you actually get it. And I remember that one, that first night, I actually knelt, like, I kneeled down and I prayed to God. And I was like, God, it was so weird. I was like, I never felt so uncomfortable praying for something. I was like, God, um, yeah, I want a, I want a man. <laughs> I want a great guy, God. I want an amazing man. I remember just like saying all the things I want. And man, I tell you, you gotta, like that that whole Sierra prayer, you gotta have your own prayer. I know everyone's like, oh, I want that Sierra prayer. You need to have that, um, your own prayer because it's really, if people out here really finding men without prayer, good for you. I remember Viola Davis even said, even for her husband, she prayed and he, she met him. So I'm like, if y'all really finding guys, good guys out here without prayer, God, you're one of God's favorite soldier. <laughs> and I know God don't have no favorites, but I know for sure I had to a hundred percent pray for what I, for what I have now. So like just a good relationship and God forbid, if it doesn't, I could literally say that this, my first relationship was one of the healthiest. And if, you know, God forbid it ends in a certain way, I don't see how it could end in a terrible way, but I could, black girls, black women, and every woman doesn't need to be in a relationship where they're suffering. And I am so happy to be like, I am in a relationship where there's no hurt and I'm just happy. There's security, you know? I don't have to be like, oh, this is, I don't think I had a conversation with Tati. Tati definitely know. I'd be like, this nigga, guess what this nigga did? Come on. I don't know. I this is I think this is the first guy that I actually been with that I don't think me and Tati bashing. But it's just No, it's no, good. no bashing. No bashing over here. Um so it's good. I think every girl deserves to be in a happy, healthy relationship. I never was listening to um B. Simone and Megan Ashley's podcast know for sure if you guys haven't listened immediately we're talking about podcasts it's like we relate to them like if we could pick a podcast we're going to compare ourselves to it's going to be more so them because it's kind of they have a really good balance of talk about fuck shit and toxicity but it's like 
God <laughs> and like all of this stuff, <laughs> you know? And I think they are a very good representation of multifaceted women and multi and how black women can be, you know, in a season of healing, can swear, can be goofy, but also believe in God and, you know, be convicted in all in, in their word and all of this. And one thing Megan said was just kind of like, God is not going to bless you with what you want if you do not know how to handle what he's given you already. Ever since she said that, I was like, oh, wow. Like, and I've applied that to like almost every aspect of my life. Like even the simplest of like, I'm a messy person. That's just me. I'm I'm messy. I think it's because I was the only child. I never had to share a space. So it's like, I didn't have anyone like, you know, that's just me. And I want a house. And I'm just like, why would God give you a house if you can't even keep the one room you have clean? How are you going to handle a house? Like simple things like that. It's like, okay, you know, like um, over the summer, I was on a financial journey. Shout out to Jada. And um, I really wanted to get my credit score up. My One of my big goals was to like, once I'm done with school, I'm going to start traveling more. I want to get a travel credit, credit card. And I was doing research and I was talking to Ellie about this all the time, doing research. And I was just like, okay, with the credit card I want, this is the credit score I need. I'm like, oh, I don't got that credit score. Worked hard, worked hard, worked hard, paid off the credit cards I had, blah, blah, blah. Got that credit score, got that card. But I know God was going to be like, why am I going to give you a big girl credit card with this X limit when you can't even pay off? the credit card with this little limit. Like, why would I give you more when you can't deal with what you have now? Mm -hmm. And I say this to say, it's kind of like, we, like I said, the same thing. Sometimes we feel, we confuse comfort with being good. And sometimes you're stuck in a relationship, situationship, blah, 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 where it's negative and it's toxic. Mm -hmm. Granted, if some situationships, and, and, you know, whatever sneaky links work and it's perfect is for what it is. That is great. But those ones that it's not the ones where it's just like blocking your blessing is so real because God is probably looking at it like, why am I going to give you new fruit when you don't even know when to throw the rotten ones away? Why would I do that? You have something rotting in your hand and you can't even realize you got to throw it away but yet you want new fresh fruit. What are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with that? And baby, this is, oh, I'm, oh, I'm getting goosebumps. Not God giving me a word to say today on this glorious Sunday that we're recording on. Lord, I feel it. I feel it. We got to take our, we got to throw it away. Yo, they're not worth it. They're not worth it. They're not worth it. Yo, and like, this is not meant to be a men bashing episode, but sis, what is he giving you besides dick? What else? Throw him away and I promise you. Throw the rotten fruit away. Like, Mm -hmm. stop compromising yourself physically, emotionally, and mentally. You're giving, you're wasting yourself away. You're wasting yourself away. You are having multiple abortions for someone who doesn't give a fuck about you. Granted, I am pro-abortion. I am pro-choice. I am pro-protecting yourself and not being stuck with someone you know is not good for you. But why are you putting yourself in this position to now take these drugs, to now go through under these procedures for someone who does not care about you? 
Why? Why? But yet you want a good man? But you want a good man? And you asking about a husband. You can't even clean this up. He's looking at you like, baby, baby girl, get it together. Get it together. together. What are you going to do with this good man when you got this fuck nigga? You can't even get out your bed. Mm. Where is the good man going to sleep? Where is this man going to lay his head at night when you Mm. still have Tyrone in the bed next to you, sis? Mm, Where? Mm -hmm. Like, we got it. We have to get it together. And we're playing. Can we be mad at the men? We can, but can we be mad at the men for real? Sometimes we're playing ourselves, man. I, I honestly been been there, can say that. I knew I was playing myself, girl. You blocking your blessing for sure. I know. And, and the thing is, God had to allow me to get hurt. And here's my blame. Because baby girl, me, I could have gotten out a long time. Girl, you could have made the decision to to leave. But God was like, Oh, you, oh, you want to see something? Bet. I'm going to allow you to get hurt. And it's going to be good. And you're going to feel it. And then you're going to see what I did for you. And that's exactly, that's exactly what he did. And I was just like, and that's, ooh, I went to therapy for this because I was upset with myself for so long. Because I'm like, how did I allow that? Because when you sit back and you think about, damn, how did someone, how did I like someone? How did I allow someone to hurt me like that when I know I don't deserve that? And I'm just like, oh, so it had to happen like that for me to even walk away. Am I that blind? Am I that, am I that stupid? And it's just, it's just crazy as women of the things we allow to happen. But here we are knowing we deserve better. Like we literally do deserve better. And here we are allowing certain things and allowing certain men into our life. Once he shows you who he are, who he is, and it doesn't align with the guy you want, baby, leave, walk away. And if you don't walk away, when I, if you had walk away when you knew you would I walk away, you wouldn't have been that hurt. But then here God sees that, okay, my child is a little stupid, okay? So I'm going to help her out a little bit. And here he is now. And the only way I think that is the best way for him to show you is to hurt you. But he gonna help you. He gonna mend you, build you up, give you the best out of the best after. But he's gonna allow you to get hurt. That's literally the reality of things. But that is a thousand percent true because it wasn't until you know hindsight is twenty twenty. Me looking back, I'm like, yo, God was talking to me throughout my whole relationship. Telling me to get out in multiple ways. I saw ways I saw, ways I didn't see, ways that went over my head, ways I saw what he was saying and chose to ignore. And God, like I said, and I made that prayer. I was like, God, something's not right. And I was like, I literally felt crazy because the gaslighting was insane. And I was like, if this is not meant for me, show me. And a month later, I was shown. And it's like, God didn't want me to hurt that bad. God didn't want that, but I wasn't listening to him. I was choosing not to listen. And that's another thing, like, which I pray for continuously now, especially on this journey to find my husband is I pray that I 
know how God communicates with me and I'm able to see, I'm, I'm, I pray that I'm able to find our communication the same way we have um, love languages. I want to find me and God's how we communicate because once I am able to know when he is talking, once I'm able to hear and comprehend how he communicates to me, I won't have to get hurt again. Granted, hurt meaning like, okay, granted, life, you get hurt. Even when I hear God talking is it, and I have to break it off, is it going to be a little sad? Yeah, but it's not going to be me wasting five years like I did the last time and then being down and out for years of healing and recovery. It's not going to be that. It's going to be shorter. It's going to be sweeter. It's going to be I'm able to bounce back a little bit more. And this is why you got to pray to God. How do you need me to hear you? Open my eyes. Are you showing me through signs? Am I literally going to hear your voice? Do I have to go to church? How do you how do you want to communicate with me? For I can know and I can save myself this pain for next time. I like that. I never thought of that. Like how we have love languages, we need to find our communication. And mm-hmm. I feel like with my process, I know I talked about in the previous episode of me moving, I feel like God connects and communicates with me silently silently and in the sense of like he when he um communicates with me silently it's through action i find myself doing things but then my prayers are aligning aligning with um what i'm doing and i remember um in previous situations and situations that while dating someone that didn't serve me i remember just praying and just saying like I don't even know how this happened. It's just like, God, just remove remove anybody in my life that is not supposed to be there. But I'm like, I, I never made prayers like that before. Who am I to even pray of that? Like, not God about to remove some of my friends. No, God did not remove any of my friends because I knew my friends weren't the people. Why am I not saying who I want God to remove in my life? But I'm praying for God to remove someone in my life. And as I already knew, the person I want God to remove, but couldn't say it and here I am saying it and actions could have been taken but God's like okay bet you're not gonna take those actions I'm showing you okay bet here we go we're gonna start doing those actions and that's exactly what he did but you gotta listen it's and I say this so weird because maybe it sounds weird when I say this but for me communicating with God is it's so I gotta be silent and then it's just like I it's like my thought process is more of him communicating with him. I was just like, I'm silent. And it was just like, okay, Ellie, you need to do this and you need to do that. And I feel like that's how, with the past experience I've had, I feel like that's how he communicates with me. It's silent. I need to listen to him quietly and he guides me to do what I need to do. That's, that's my communication with him. But literally though, like you have to be still in order to hear him you can't hear him in necessarily chaos you have to be still (coughs) sorry y'all and you have to be willing to hear him as oh let me drink some water and you have to be willing to hear him as well like even just with those whole job situation when they said okay it wouldn't look like two days at the school and now you're going to be working five days in my mind, I already was like, okay, if I'm really going to be working five days, okay, let me try to figure out a schedule. Okay, maybe Mondays I can do this here, Tuesday I can do this here, da da da, da to try to make it work. And I'm just like, you know what? Stop. Because you're going to give yourself anxiety trying to make up a schedule of a job you don't even have yet. So I'm going to take a moment. 
We're going to pray. You're going to write down the prayer. Because my original thing with God before any of this was part-time, part-time, part-time. That's what I wanted. That's what I wrote. That's what I was like, God, this is it. Me and him agreed on it. Now I'm trying to change our plan that we already created to fit someone else who's not affected by our plan. So then it's like, I have to take a moment and now I'm trying to work out this full-time schedule. It's like, sis, why are you working out this full-time schedule when you and God already agreed to part-time? The answer is there. But you got to be still to remember that this is why this is happening. Because God is showing you, we already know what you're doing. Why, like, stop. The reason you can't go to the school, because if you go to school, it's full-time. You can't do full-time. You have to do part-time. We already settled this. Stop yeah. trying to dig it up and change it. This is already done. So you really got to still listen to him and don't change your plans that he's already created for you. Don't change the agreement you've already made with him. Yeah, like he says, be still and know that I am God. Like, mm-hmm. that's that we do. And I think with our episode, this episode is just like, whether you're in the season of your life where you're done with your professional life, and now you're moving on to your personal life. It's like, I want a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to find a husband. Or whether you already have the man and you want to lean more towards your professional life. Mm-hmm. Just, you gotta really just, you know, be still and let him guide mm-hmm. you through it all. And be intentional with it. Like I said, figure it out. Like, like I really had, I felt lazy. I was like, who am I to finish graduating school? You've been working part-time for over a year now for you to say, huh, you don't want to go to full-time work. Like, what was the purpose of you getting your degree? You want the money. You're trying to move out. Full-time is best. You save. Everyone is telling me, yeah, work full-time. Save as much as you can. Da-da-da. Then you can get at your mom's house. Then you can do this. Da-da-da-da. And I'm just like, but I know my plan. My plan is to find a man. And I can't do that with with." Not saying full-time, but with my career and what full-time means in my specific field, full-time realistically, and they told me this straight up, is probably working, honestly, 55 hours, to be honest, because out the all the stuff you have to do outside of the work time. So it's like, and don't no. Allow, and don't allow anybody to make you feel stupid. Like I said, I don't know why for us, successful Black women... To make it seem so stupid to be like, I want a husband now. It's it's time. I'm I'm done focusing on my professional life. I've achieved everything I want. Now I want a husband. It's so hard for us to say it. Honestly, I think you're the first person that literally has said it like that. And like I said, it's been embarrassing for me in the past to even be like, God, I want a husband now. Or I want a husband. And I think that we need to start doing that. It's okay. And you shouldn't feel embarrassed that... Actually, yeah, I'm only working, you said 30 hours, right? 30 hours for me to focus mm-hmm. on um, me finding my husband. You should not be embarrassed 100% because with the career you have, in order to actually go out and meet people, you actually need to pr- have the time. So mm-hmm. I don't think you should feel embarrassed. And I don't think any woman um, should feel embarrassed to be like, all right, now I am focused on finding my husband. I want to find my husband. It should be normal. We should normalize it. It shouldn't be weird for us to say it at all. At all. Guys, we could keep talking about this for a minute. This may have to be a part two later on in the year, but we are already over an hour in. Y'all know we don't even be giving you long episodes like that, like that. But, you know, when God is saying speak, 
you gotta speak so i really feel like this episode was meant for someone like i really and and if it was meant for you can you like dm us and let us know because like i said we don't really be giving you long episodes like this maybe it's because we're just getting back into it we miss it but this episode was personal this episode was god using us to drop these gems and if it was meant for you if you're in a season of your life you're trying to find that person you're trying to navigate career and personal or whatever trying to find your person and this helped you let us know let us know but guys i hope you guys enjoyed this episode this has been one of my favorites that we recorded honestly thank you guys for tuning in and as always follow us oh i was gonna say follow us on instagram and i was gonna give our at girlfriends got underscore podcast but um yeah Follow us on Instagram on the girlfriends guy underscore podcast. Um, and then our episodes come out every other Monday. And then our videos come out every other Wednesday. This will all make sense on why I made that awkward little pause just now. Hopefully, you know, like I said, we record early. So things are in the works. And hopefully by when this releases, it will no longer be in the works and everyone will know. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, guys. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.